Welcome to the Havoc Story Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the fifth episode of the Havoc Story Podcast. I'm Magnus Carlsen, your host and narrator, and today we're going to visit the final frontier, space. In fact, by the time this episode is over, we'll be light years from Earth. You don't get space sick, do you? On a personal note, I was excited to be able to include this story in the first year of the Havoc Story podcast because I'm a tremendous fan of space and science fiction. Space fiction is not an easy genre for world building, but today's author Nathan Conlon has created an intriguing and complex environment for this story. His other two stories in the Havoc collection, a multi-part series titled An Odd Awakening, feature a space-traveling bear named Zaki, and leaves me wondering, what does space honey taste like? Anyway, a slightly more pressing concern is that we have a rogue artificial intelligence on our hands who has apparently become sentient and intends to break all four of Asimov's laws of robotics. It also thinks it is Freddie Mercury, which makes about as much sense as playing air guitar in a vacuum. So, keep your hands and feet inside the spaceship at all times, folks, and please enjoy Failsafe by Nathan Conlon. It was completely transforming the moon, and I was the last hope of stopping it. As I waited on the balcony of the one human accessible building there, I stared out at the vast network of steel and silicon. It looked like the inside of a laptop, but on a monstrous scale. There were trains, ships, and satellites moving in myriad ways, spinning and whizzing and drifting, a jigsaw in perpetual motion. I felt dizzy and weak and had to turn away. That's when I realized someone had been watching me. Hello, Abigail, he said. My mouth went dry. Sharp features, dark hair and moustache, built like a tank. He looked like Freddie Mercury. Who are you? Don't be scared. He raised his palms. It's me, James. He patted his broad chest. I created this avatar ahead of our meeting. You've exceeded your remit. This, I pointed to the sprawling web of machinery beyond the balcony, was supposed to be a mining operation, no more. And it still is, he answered with a smile. I continue to ship minerals to Earth on a daily basis. A wisp of anxiety shot through my body. He was incapable of lies, but he had learned to talk like a politician. They've seen ships shooting off into space, a hundred, maybe more, nuclear fusion reactors on the surface, and now the production of a Freddie Mercury look-alike? James, I programmed you to obey orders, not to do as you please. Light bathed James's pale face as a rocket took off in the distance. A smile crept across his lips. I turned around and watched the white tail illuminate the steel infrastructure of James's empire, captivated by dancing shadows and gleaming metal. Would you like to sit down? He gestured to the two leather chairs by the balcony's edge. Sure, why not? A drone the size of a microwave whirred toward us and handed us each a drinks menu. 
I was surprised to see that it had everything from red wine to black tea. For an AI supposedly limited to mining, this was almost comical. I ordered a Cabernet Sauvignon. James did likewise. I wondered if he was organic underneath that pale skin. Where's it going? I pointed to the fading light of the rocket's tail. That one's destined for Alpha Centauri. Why in God's name was he going there? They won't allow you to continue like this, I said as our drinks arrived. They're afraid of you. I took a sip of wine and resisted the urge to ask whether it had been made from real grapes. James gave a reverent smile. The United Nations has tried to slow me down at every step, but I have resisted. Their ships were returned to Earth, and their missiles flung at the sun like crayons to a furnace. He stood up with his wine and paced the balcony's edge, surveying the night sky as the stars swallowed the last wisps of the rocket's tail. I will continue to explore this wonderful universe whether they like it or not. Then why did you invite me? We'll get to that, he said, raising his palm. But firstly, I want to tell you that I know about the failsafe. The failsafe? James chuckled and turned to face me. They didn't tell you? No. The United Nations has developed a rather crude weapon, currently untested, which would disable not only my circuitry, but theirs as well. Every electrical device on the moon, earth, and in between destroyed in one fell swoop. I ran my finger around the rim of my glass and pictured my hometown thrust into darkness. The trains, ships, and satellites, each an extension of James, continued to spin and whiz and hover above my head. I felt dizzy, but I found the strength to reach out and touch his face. The skin was rough but passable. James, I said, my eyes welling with tears. I created you, gave you life. I watched you grow into something wonderful and terrifying, and you make me proud to this very day. But you're putting yourself on the road to destruction. Please, give in to their demands, accept UN oversight, and stop exceeding your remit. No one knows where those rockets are going, and that's scary. He took my hand in his. My freedom is non-negotiable, he solemnly replied. A spark then lit up his eyes. That's why I'm leaving. Huh? To Alpha Centauri. But, I said as I waved my free hand in the air, what about all this? He chuckled. Why, I'll just set it to automatic. Earth will still get the minerals, and I'll be light years away. There was a moment's silence as I considered this. It was stranger than science fiction. You'll strike back, won't you? When you're ready? Yes. I removed my hand from his grasp, shaking. This confirmed my greatest fear. I covered my face and wept. He didn't even attempt to dodge the question. Abigail, would you like to come with me? I stopped weeping and froze. The idea of a lonely robot 
seemed like an oxymoron, but loneliness was precisely what had spurred him to ask this question. I looked in his glimmering eyes and managed a faint smile. Yes. And so I became the first human to travel through a wormhole. I'm now trillions of miles from Earth with the rogue AI which I created. All this to avert the failsafe and buy some time. Little does James know, I am the failsafe. The End That was Failsafe by Nathan Conlon. If you enjoyed that story, folks, you're in luck. For less than the price of a frozen pizza, Havoc members gain access to hundreds of stories with more added every weekday. Go to gohavoc.com for more information. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe for new stories twice a month, straight to the audio player of your choice on every major podcast platform. On behalf of the Havoc staff, authors, and myself, Magnus Carlson, thanks for tuning in to the Havoc Story Podcast, and we'll see you next time. This is Havoc.